welcome. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach and I help people welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into their lives. And you are here. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. In case you haven't heard yet, the Money Class Open House is on August 29th. And that is coming up so soon. I am so excited for this fiesta. It is going to be so much fun. And I hope you are joining us. If you haven't signed up yet, the link is in the show notes. So get your booty in there. And of course, also, if you're not on my email list yet, so you can find out about fun things like this open house, get your booty on the email list. Go to KelseyAbbott.com for all the things. Okay. Now gratitude. And I have been wondering what gratitude do I want to express before this episode today? Do I want to do something that is related to the podcast? Do I want to do something that is related to this episode? And what is the answer? I still don't know the answer. It's for the humans in my life. It is for it is for my team. I have, I want to say unintentionally, but it wasn't, I didn't set out to build a team, but I have this incredible support team. And I'm not just talking about Danielle and Hannah and Nikki who support my business so much. I'm not just talking about Pete and my parents. I'm not just talking about all my friends. I'm also talking about my triathlon coach and my strength coach and my muscular activation dude and my acupuncturist and our vet. And I know I'm missing people where there's, there's my, all the humans that I meet and become best friends with at triathlons and all of it. I am just absolutely positively filled Mm, overflowing actually with gratitude for all of the amazing humans in my life, for the random connections I make that bring me so much joy, for getting to hug a friend who I, it surprised me to be at this race today. And I was so excited to see her. I was literally giddy when she told me she was going to be there. I had to stop myself from skipping into somebody's office. Mm, my life gets to be this amazing and it gets to get even better. It keeps getting better and better. Oh my goodness. How amazing can it get? Show me. I am here. I'm here for it. And you are too. I know you are. All right now. Nick Frick. Her name is so fun to say, right? Nick Frick, Nick Frick, Nick Frick, Nick Frick. Nick Frick and I have a super fun conversation in this episode we are talking, she, she drops these golden nuggets. So listen carefully, maybe take notes. This is a good one. This I feel like is going to speak to something. It, it feels like it's going to speak to like a quote unquote problem that you didn't know you had. Oh, wait, I don't like the energy of that at all. It's because it's going to show you a solution. Hmm, that's what it's going to do. This podcast feels like, at least for somebody out there, this is going to show you a solution that you didn't know you needed. And I'm really excited for you. Nick is going to open the door to abundance for you. Enjoy and ease in your daily non-negotiables and 
Puppy's just coming straight up to you. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And I hope I'm going to see you at the Money Class Open House, August 29th. Go to KelseyAbbott.com to sign up. I love you so much. Nick Frick, it's finally happening. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for this call conversation. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. I feel like the excitement has been building Mm -hmm. and building and building and building. And the day is finally here. And I don't know where this conversation is going, which is always a good sign because it's boring to me if I already know where it's going. Yeah, actually, it messes me up if I have any idea where we're going. (laughs) Yeah, when I um, so we're starting off on a tangent here. When I taught (laughs) core strength classes or I yeah, back ages ago, the first one was, hey, Kelsey, will you teach a core class for the girls on the swim team? Yeah, sure. When? In 15 minutes. Uh, Okay. And so I threw something together and then it was, okay, can you do this like twice a week at three o'clock? Okay. So I asked them what they wanted and I made like a plan for the next class. It was horrible. The first class was way better because I just like felt into it and I let my body lead. The second one, I kept like checking, oh, wait, we're supposed to do this. We got to make sure we do this exercise. And that was the day I learned never make a syllabus, never make a plan because it's too stressful to like keep like kind of breaking out of the energy and going with what past me thought was right. That lands so truthfully for me because whenever I create a workshop, every single time I've created a workshop, I wake up the next day and it's like, ditch the slides. You don't even need them. Like, stop worrying about the slides. Just be on. Just be you. Um, and that's it. That's all I want anyway. <laughs> God damn it. I just spent like all this stress energy on like getting it right then when for me like getting it right is just showing up seeing who's there and just like being in the dance of it yeah yeah that's funny what even prompts you to make the slides is that just your strategic brain I think it's my like organization brain I think the reason I can get rid of the slides is because I made the slides Mm -hmm. and it like it like centers me in a, it gives me like boundaries of like where I want the conversation or the workshop to go. But really I know that I go on tangents and there's asides and I'm on this like other trip in the middle of the workshop or the class. And I'm like, Oh, right. We're actually here for a reason. (laughs) And it's helpful to know what uh, to come back to, but I don't need it for like visuals um, or like keeping on track. I think people get what they get when I think people get what they need when they get the content that is gotten from me or from anyone else. Like it's just the right thing at the time. I totally agree with you. What's supposed to come through is going to come through. What needs to come through for those people at that time will come through. And if making slides ahead of time is fun for you, go for it. It's like, oh, I can think of a gazillion things I'd rather do. So I just write down words, like random words. And that's my prep for like a a workshop or something like that. Yeah. What I do before every workshop, though, is I get out, um, I dance. And then also I pull up a page in my journal and I write 
during the workshop, I want to feel and I like take what my coach calls like emotional roll call. And I just like call in the feelings I want to be like poised, wise, clear minded, fun, joyous, loved, loving um, to like bring those into the conversation as as the content uh, rather than like any of the words I say, because it's all about energetics when we show up in anything really. <laughs> yes. And I, that's such a brilliant idea. I love that. And I like the, mm-hmm. the phrase energetic roll call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it up, um, but I don't remember where it came from. <laughs> good. Thank you to whoever created that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And do you have that? Like, how do you do that before everything or just before a workshop? I think it's, I do it before things where I feel like I'm lacking a sense of grounding. Like I didn't do it before this. I dance to a lot of Nick Jonas on repeat um, and on like single song repeat. Uh, mm. And, um, but before a workshop where, where like, I want to get really clear about my intention. Intention is like one of my core values of like, what are we, why am I taking up, um, like, why am I being gifted their time right now? I want to show up as like the most powerful me during that time. Um, and it's cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, why am I being gifted like their presence? Why are that's just such a beautiful way to think about it? Mm-hmm. Because I think when I think about money and I know your money class is coming up, but in some of the teachings I've learned about money is that like our time is actually the only un- non-renewable resource. Like money is renewable. Our energy can be renewable. Um, I can't think of any other things that we call resources, but like our time, our attention is finite. Like it start the clock starts when we're born. And to think that someone's showing up to be in my presence for 45 minutes, an hour or different like a retreat that I'll have in the future like how beautiful of a gift that they're like this is what I want to be doing right now and it's part of my my like most valuable resource is I'm giving it to you and like how how do I get to show up in there and and use it and it's really cool to think about right now too I don't think I've ever thought about it in this way before (laughs) yeah it's like the other side of I just recorded another podcast and I'm not sure the order in which things are going to air. So I may, if you've been listening to the find your awesome podcast, you may have just heard me say this, but, um, I recently set the attention. I'm only available things for things who are absolutely, I don't mean to be saying who, which is interesting that that came out of my mouth (laughs) twice, things that are absolutely amazingly awesome. And if Mm. it's not, nah, that, that generator slash MG sacral, nah. Mm-mm. no yeah yes <laughs> yes I feel that right now too I'm like um when I wake up I'm like what is where should I what do I give give my my time to and I've been a like a constant Instagram scroller for a while and now I like notice it more of like oh, this isn't actually what I want to be doing. And let me find a different thing that's actually going to be that fuck yes in my body of like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want. This is going to feel awesome. And if I don't know what it is, I usually just like dance or eat some chocolate, like this lavender rose chocolate I just found. Oh my God. (laughs) 
That sounds amazing. That sounds like it will <laughs> definitely just knock you right into alignment. Oh, it's so good. It has like little rose, dried rose petals on top of it. Anyhow. Is it dark? Dark chocolate? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. It's, mm-hmm. We can continue the honey conversation mamas, then. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the brand? It's Honey Mamas. Okay, thank you. You can find it in the refrigerated section. <laughs> thank you very much. This is not an ad, but if I could be paid to talk about chocolate, that'd be awesome. (laughs) So chocolate and dancing sound like they're your Mm, mm non-negotiables. Is there any other piece of your alignment practice, whether it's conscious or unconscious of like, what, what does Nick Frick need every single day to be her best self? Breakfast. Um, if I do not have a like legit, like eggs, some sort of protein, none of this, like a bowl of yogurt, like I can't do that. I also want to gag every time I smell yogurt. Um, but like when I don't have eggs for breakfast, like for like, I will, if we get to an Airbnb, like in the middle of the night, I will like wake up super early to go get eggs from the grocery store or I will bring eggs with us because it's like when we visit a friend, I'm like, I just need you to have eggs in the refrigerator and Gatorade in the refrigerator because my husband's diabetic. Other than that, like we can live just fine. Um, And now my daughter needs milk. And so I'm like, we all need like our thing to survive. And if I don't have breakfast, I turn into a hangry monster and like I get, I get migraines. I turn angry. Um, so if I had to choose one thing, it would be breakfast, but I also include a lot of other things in, in my practice of alignment, which is I love, um, swimming, but I would say for my daily thing, I like, I really help. It's really helpful for me to journal, um, every single morning to just kind of like vacuum out my brain and, I don't even usually look back at it. I just need it to like get out of me. And because I have so many things up there that just aren't unnecessary. And journaling, I think. And then also I usually try and pull an oracle or a tarot card in the morning just to like um, check in with my subconscious and some sort of movement practice. It's usually like a, a walk around the block or like, um, a, a song like music is like you said dancing and chocolate and then later chocolate in the day i i'm the oracle card is really interesting with a passive brain you don't know you don't know anything until you turn the key on your brain your brain is like super energy efficient it is just off until you need it and so you need to like call it to open it up and a lot of people with passive brands will do that with Instagram. That's like why they reach for oh. their phones because they need something to respond to. Whoa. That's also when, when I get off Instagram, I feel like a headache or like, like I got too much stimulation from it. Is that also related where I'm just like, I ate too much food. Yeah. Yeah. You guys can't, <laughs> you can't digest as much information as people with active brains. I, yeah, I'm an MG also, and I just consume a lot of, well, food as well as I was talking about information, but I, I recognize that like a friend will rec- recommend a book. She'll be halfway through it and I'll finish it before she's done with it. I'll like get the book, read it, 
and read a couple other books at the same time and listen to five to 10 to 20 to 30 podcasts at the same time. It's just like the amount of information that can flow into me is a lot faster than people with a passive brain. You can't see my face, but my brain is like having a light bulb (laughs) moment because my husband is also an MG and he just scrolls the news all day long. And I'm like, how, how are you not like angry all the time? Or like, how are you not so overstimulated by that? And now it makes sense. Like he's not going to be like I am like it, it drives me crazy. And you're like, let me pull it up. (laughs) Well, that's interesting too, because I just had his chart up and he has a defined Ajna as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So you guys have that protection against news and the energy of stuff like that more than my little open Ajna does Mm -hmm. because I will there was one day about it maybe two years ago now I was just I was waiting I had like 10 10 awkward minutes and I was like oh I just wonder I'll look at the local paper it made me so tired I ended up like questioning. I was like, did I eat something that just I had sometimes I have this reaction to food where it's just like you're going to pass out right now. And no, it came down to it was looking at the news and my body was like, shut down. We need to shut down. This is a no. We are in an emergency situation. Absolutely not. Keep (laughs) this out of here. Oh, yeah, that that's like when I'm at home with my parents and they're just like watching the news, like the five, the five thirty, the six and the six thirty local news. And I'm like, how? It's the same thing again. <laughs> Anyhow, maybe that's not really. Well, I think there's also an mind. aspect of numbing. I was recently this is we're I don't know where we are, <laughs> but we'll come to a topic eventually. Um, But I was recently commenting on how like the numbness to violence that a lot of people have because I have a friend who reads a lot of great books and so he keeps recommending things to me and then I'll be like Daniel I can't handle that I can't handle that one either he's like really really it's not that like scary and I'm like the first four pages it was too much for me yeah yeah I have that same thing um where I haven't been able to watch like Game of Thrones or any of the people are like watch this like handmaid's tale i'm like i don't need i have like such a clear vision of things and imagination like i do not need to see it i've already seen it and play replayed it in my mind i don't need to like have other people put it in front of me i'm my rule of thumb is i'm here for joy and if something Mm -hmm. if i consume something and it doesn't make me feel like you felt when you when you were talking about that chocolate, that's the same way I feel when I eat a passion fruit and I like can't stop dancing. It makes me so freaking happy. And that's how I want everything. Every piece of information that goes into my body, everything I read, everything I watch, that's how I want it to feel. And so something that's not going to feel that way. No, thanks. I'm out. Thanks. Oh man. When you were talking about that passion fruit. So a couple of weeks ago, I went on a retreat and it was called the Juicy Ladies Retreat. And when I got home, I ordered some food delivery and I had gotten a case of sparkling water, but but they accidentally gave me a perfect like crate of perfectly ripe peaches. And I messaged them and I was so like 20 peaches. And I was like, hey, um, I didn't get my water 
but I got this, these peaches and they were like, so sorry you didn't get your water. And I was like, I'm so sorry those other people didn't get their peaches and they were so good. And like the way that you talk about passion fruit is how like I bit into every single one. And this accident that they gave has now made me buy three more of those crates since that time. And it's funny because I never would have bought them because my husband's allergic to them. So I would never have bought 20 peaches and nectarines for our house. And now I'm just like, those were so delicious. Like I need to keep consuming this joy at all times, like in all forms. I'm mm. I'm actually with you on the peach addiction as well. Uh, we keep getting a like a crate of like 10 of them and it's just me eating them. And Pete's like, really? You can eat all of those? You're sure? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure I can do three a day. I can do four a day. I've done it. Yep. They're delicious and they make me really, really happy. And I wake up really excited when I'm like, I get to have peaches today. I know. My mother-in-law came to visit a couple of weeks ago when we had a crate and she like, she and my daughter ate like the last two and I went to go get one and I was like, what? What?" (laughs) It's like a very special farmer. And then I ordered like the other peaches on the app and it was like not as good at all. I was like, Anyhow, so let's bring this. I could talk about food all day. I know we could. This could be the title of this podcast could be Nick and Kelsey talk about food and things that bring them joy. And it might be. (laughs) (laughs) But let's bring it to one of the things I love. I love when you talk about how you help your clients ask for what they want. Mm. Mm. Me too. So. Can you just give us a little, I don't know, a snapshot of what it means to ask for what you want, how you do it? Yeah. So I can think of a recent client who I just worked with her. We stopped working together after 21 months. Mm. Um, So it was like really um, bittersweet that we ended because I knew it was time to end. But like what we had, she had done and what we'd created together was so magical. Like when we first started working together, she was working at this place where she was getting paid such little money and um, she hated the job. It was draining. It was something she took because she was, she got pregnant for the second time as a surprise and wasn't expecting it. So she was like, I just need to get a job. And so it was fulfilling on that, which is a very important time in our lives to, to do it like that. And by the time she'd had her second kid and we started working together, she was afraid what untang- what I got untangled in one of our, our sessions was that she was afraid to even say she wanted to buy a house because it felt so far out of reach from where she currently was that as we continued working together and a year later, she got um, a-, a year of like untangling about boundaries with her her family, about what she could ask for at home, what she wanted even like I was like, what do you like even doing? Because as new moms, sometimes you lose our, our, we have this like new identity of like, this is what I used to do and love and it nourished me before I had a kid. Now I have a kid. And some of those things just like don't give the same richness as they used to do. And so I was like, well, let's start with things that you liked to do before. And so one of our favorite things is she and I like um, to walk down this street, uh, Valencia Street in San Francisco that has all these cute little shops. And like, she likes to just like buy trinkets and like cup mugs. Like she loves buying mugs. And I was like, 
her assignments were to like start going to walk down, like even just window shopping to like check out mugs and touch things that she really likes. Um, I also found out she was a generator. So I knew that if she were not excited about something that I wouldn't ask her to do it. And when she found this new job in this past January, when she was interviewing for it, I was like, but do you actually want it? And she was like, no, but then there was this one piece of the job that like super, super lit her up and it like made sense. It doubled her salary. And two or three weeks ago, she closed on a house, uh, which she would never have been able to do with her previous salary or her even thoughts about what was possible. And so the way that I help my clients do that is to just like, I hold a very clear vision for them. I know that they're all fucking amazing and like they'll get whatever they want. And I love that you, what you just said as a specific manifester, someone who is here to be specific, that is so amazing that you can hold that clear vision for someone because as non-specifics, what, what clarity, what? <laughs> sure. You hold this. I don't see it. I don't. <laughs> Can you hold that for me? Yeah. Um, yeah. My husband's also a non-specific and I'm like, we got it. Like we're going there. And he's like, but like, are we, um, but anyhow with her, like, um, or like people that I get to work with, like I see like on our first call, even in like the, the next steps conversation, our first call, I'm like, but what do you want? And then I'm like, yeah, dude, we can get that. Like, if you actually want it, we can get it together. It won't, necessarily be like a straight line but if you're willing to show up and I'm willing to show up like we can create it and to to pull back all of like the conditioning of the patriarchy and white supremacy and all the like messed up systems that we're inside of um and be like reconnected to our joy I often talk about like the joy water wings and making sure that like we have a list of things that we know bring us joy so that when we are so disconnected from it we can just like go to the list and this is uh really helpful for me as a generator because i can just like ping through it um but to be able to like see that without having to like make it work but that like the joy water wings are things like to keep you afloat in the deep end of a job search helps you to like even though you hate your job like if you still have these threads of joy and ease and lovingness of yourself it it like makes it a lot all of it easier so making sure that like we're not attaching anything to our job it's just like a career and if it's the best career great but a lot a lot of times I don't even know where this is headed but what just came was like one of my coaches my business coaches talks about like um growth there's two phases of our business, like growth and containment, growth and containment, growth and containment. And when I think about the job searcher in our careers, it's like growth, we're all likely to outgrow a like a corporate job. Like it's supposed to happen. We're not supposed to be in the same trajectory with the same company forever because they're growing at a different pace than we are. And so if we're growing, we have to come to the containment point, which is where I usually meet my people, which is like, oh, how do I go to the next thing where I'm growing again and like take all these stories and experiences and responsibilities from before so that I can get exactly what I want. And we like clean up what they want so that me as a specific manifester can help them get more clarity around it, like you said. And then um, it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen fast. It doesn't happen like as fast as I 
want it to sometimes, but it's really cool to to get messages that are like, I just, holy shit, I can't believe they gave me an offer or like they just, I just doubled my salary. I just got my dream job. What's it like as somebody who lives and is an entrepreneur? What is it like for you, like still playing in corporate culture in that all a lot of your clients are in that, like uh, they work for somebody else? Is that weird at all for you or... It's actually pretty awesome to be able to dance in both worlds because I get some people that want to work with me because I'm, I got out and they're like, how did you do it? Like I've had clients come back for more coaching and be like, I don't want to work with any other coach. I want to continue working with you because you're doing the thing that I want to do. And I'm like, cool, this is awesome. And then the people who want to stay in corporate, like I am all about messing with the system. Like I am all about reminding people that no matter what they're doing to spend their time and make money, if they want to do it, like, hell yeah, I'm on board and I'll be your cheerleader through it. And I've been in tech roles for a while and hiring for tech roles and training people. So I know the ins and outs of what's happening and I know what I hate about it and I know what's wrong with it. And so I'm like, this is how we're going to do it. So it's more feminine. So we're like, because everything in the process is so masculine. It's do, 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 do. It's more like, let's pull it back a little bit. Pull it back. Like, what do you actually want? Let's infuse some joy into your life. So even if your job is shit, you still can be there and you're not miserable every day. Like, how can we be... Um, the word is... Accepting... Of our chocolate. Okay. How can we have more chocolate in our lives? Um, How can we just like accept where we are right now so that or in service of the next thing? Like it's the gratitude practice you talk about all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. I am grateful for this. More of this, please. Um, like more of this. If I'm if I'm in a job that I don't love, um how if I'm in a job I don't love, how can I be okay being here right now? Because I know that something better is coming. Yeah. If you're in a job you don't love, what is it that you love? What Mm -hmm. in your life is awesome right now? Mm -hmm. And this actually reminds me of when, back when I was on the social medias, actually right when I, when I first joined Instagram, no clue what year that would have been. Um, but I did this thing called inconspicuous awesomeness. So I found the inconspicuous awesomeness in every day. And, you know, sometimes it's seeing a turtle next to our pond or a beautiful flower, or sometimes it was an interaction with someone or it's, it takes practice to Mm -hmm. find all of those amazing things. Or wait, have you, while we've been recording, have you shared your story about the dogs this morning? (laughs) No, I haven't. I was thinking about them. Can you share Um, that right now, please? Yeah. Yeah, So this morning I was listening. I went on a walk by this hill by my house and I was listening to Amy White and Kelsey's um, August talk. And while I was sitting, there's this like gorgeous tree right in the middle of the hill that I has this like little perch that I sit on. So like my hips are above my knees. And like two days ago, I actually like sat in, in like burn poop. But anyhow, not related to this story, but I'm like really in the, like this tree has these like 
these roots that are coming out of the the ground and it's like hugging this spot that I was sitting in. And as I'm sitting here with my head, one headphone in, um, this dog, this like white, beautiful dog just like stops in front of me, looks at me. And I, I don't spend a lot of time with dogs anymore. And so I was like, this could go <laughs> anyway right now. Like I, I have headphones on. I'm just like sitting here on the side of a hill I don't know where this like I don't see any people there were people but they all had like they had their dogs and no one was paying attention to this dog and this dog walks up to me sniffs like most of my body parts then sits on my lap and starts licking my face (laughs) and I was like this is really awesome I like this I like being like I like having dogs be attracted to me but like where is this dog's person (laughs) Like, does anyone know that this is like, no one was even noticing that this was happening. And then I hear like out of the corner of my right ear around the hill, someone go and like the dog just like ran away. And I was like, that was some inconspicuous awesomeness. It absolutely was. So the thing that I didn't elaborate on when we were talking earlier is that I don't know if Amy has said this when we were recording, but she goes to the beach and all the dogs come to her. And I've had that experience my whole life is I walk into a room where there are dogs. They all just come right up to me. And so our Amy and me together in your ears makes you the dog magnet. I love it. Yeah. My husband usually gets to be the dog magnet and the cat magnet. And I was like, Ooh, I do love to be kissed by dogs (laughs) and hugged by them. And it was so, I, I ended up getting a selfie of him or her. I don't even remember what the dog was. Um, I, I got a picture of this dog and, uh, I hope I did. I don't know. It was like it being a dog. (laughs) I love it. And I feel like that's going to show up in a future email from you oh for sure the dog magic story so good so back to back to alignment I feel like that's that's really what we're talking about here it's because you're talking about helping your clients come back into alignment by like getting back in touch with their joy by touching the mugs like finding the trinkets by finding something that in their life that they do love finding inconspicuous awesomeness. And we started out talking about how you bring yourself into alignment with breakfast, chocolate, dancing, journaling. What else was part of your practice? Tarot. Tarot, Right. The Oracle card for you to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you're blind as a passive brain person. (laughs) I am. So, Um. So what is... How did you come to this alignment practice? Like, how did you come to be? I know you don't call yourself an alignment coach, but right now I really feel like you are. So just mm-hmm. like, yeah, how did this happen? I actually do think I call myself an alignment coach sometimes um, because it does feel like when am I that like when people's values become aligned and like what we want when we get clear on what we want and I specifically as a specific manifester, like know this to be true in my, like all of my cells is like, when I get clear with what I want, it comes to me very quickly as long as I'm like an energy match for it. And I think how I got to this was as a one, three, like, like taking on and learning 
as much as possible about myself and like tools and then being able to use them and practice them on myself to see what 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 works and what doesn't um, got me to a point where when I wasn't doing that, I was dating people who would dump me like many people dumped me because I didn't have career direction and which is like comical to me now to think about um, because I wasn't living the way I was supposed to be living. I was living based on what other people thought I was supposed to be doing, having jobs, being in corporate, sitting in a cubicle, getting my 401k. And not until I met my husband who was raised by people who ran their business and also just saw more possibilities in me. He saw me from a different light. He likes to, when I first, we like I did this program called Landmark a couple years ago and it like opened up my eyes for like what was holding me back. And I was talking to him about it and he I was like sharing all these things I was discovering. And he was like, yeah, we know you're awesome. And he was like, the Nicole is awesome party has always been happening. You just finally came to it. And like, I was like, is Pitbull playing? And he's like, Pitbull's always been playing. Like, (laughs) yes. Um, And so now that's where I come from of like, oh, if I'm, I joke, but like, if I'm listening to Pitbull, if I'm like listening to pop music on repeat, if I'm moving my body, if I'm doing the things that bring joy, even if it doesn't make sense, that's when I feel like I'm in real alignment. And when I get to work with people and clients who are open to me helping them to see what they want and that they can actually get it and that they see other people that I've worked with getting it. Like it's this really cool vibe of, of their, my alignment becoming also part of their alignment. Like we get to be in a team together and like sort it through. And I feel like I've always been a cheerleader and the pe- like a super connector and like a, like a community creator and like nurturer. And so it's really cool to have all of these different pieces of my life finally come together how they're, they were always meant to be. I just needed to get here on my own. Cause I started, like I said, I had like all these really garbage jobs for a while. And then as soon as I started listening to myself, um, I got closer and closer and closer. And so I was a tech recruiter before this. And that has really opened me up to like how recruiting inside the corporate like corporate world works like what works what doesn't what they're looking for i trained the people like hiring managers and interviewers on how to interview so i like know what they're up to and what's wrong with it and so i got all these tools and now i get to like give them away and i find myself like buying books and then like the next week i'll be like oh this wasn't for me this was for you like <laughs> Like I say that to my clients sometimes, like I haven't read this, but I think it's for you. Um, And it's really cool to like be able to give that away too. And it feels very aligned when it feels very aligned when I'm not like forcing things, when I am listening to like the, what I want to do today, eat chocolate. I want to go buy that same chocolate bar again. Cause I ate the whole thing on the walk home. Um, It's simple things. Like I think for me, like being really connected to my physical body, and that includes all of my senses, um, really helps me to be where I'm supposed to be. And it feels really delicious um, in all senses of the word. Like I recently, so I referred to Nick Jonas today because he has this song called This Is Heaven. And some of the lyrics are like, 
this is heaven. And he's like, when I'm with you, it just gets better. And I've started like singing love songs to myself. And I'm like, when I am with me, like life gets better. When I touch my, like when I touch you, it gets better. Like when I'm here, knowing that I'm here, this is heaven on earth. Like it's really cool. So like, that's the song I was listening to on single repeat. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. Um, I, whenever I see single repeat, by the way, I think of like when we had cassettes and how impossible <laughs> that seemed to like listen oh to the God. same song. <laughs> I apparently used my uh, tape fixing skills the other day to rewind the poop bags. Pete was like, nice. Like, cause I used a pen. Like, rewind them. Nice. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe today's kids wouldn't think of doing that. I think they were, they're smart enough, <laughs> but they wouldn't have it like in their body already. Like the memory. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that would be a new, like, Oh my God, I had this brilliant idea. So we were talking mm-hmm. earlier about, your husband recently quit his job. Are you open to talking about that process and how you've guided him? I always feel like guided should be, there should be a different form of that word in past tense. Guided sounds funny to me, but how you guided him through and are guiding him through. Midwifed him through it. Yes. Um, Or gayed. I would love to talk about that. So yeah. How much do you want to share about your husband's adventure and well, just like the whole thing. Yeah. I am happy to share. I think especially for myself, like me sharing personal stories is how I most learn and teach. Um, so yeah, this has been the biggest, this has been the biggest transformation that we've gone through in our marriage since we moved from Boston back to San Francisco uh, several years ago. So, um, late last year, my husband took a leave of absence from work and the week before he was supposed to go back to work, he hurt his neck on our trip to Maui. And, um, from February 12th, I still remember like when we returned from Maui, it was our last day. Um, I had been responsible for hear his neck in multiple places and was kind of incapable of doing things around the house that he usually helped with. Um, and we have a toddler. So like, there's a lot of things that need to be done for all of our well-being. And we have a cat who takes drugs every day, like <laughs> all these things. And, um, anyhow it took, um, so I had been like taking on everything until, um, one day I, was just like, as I'm trying to build this business and put a lot of energy into it, he was um, finding like his neck and also like him not being a good match for the job anymore was causing a lot of anxiety and um, stress in our life and that I was taking on specifically also because he had been in pain for a while. And at one point I was like, can you, I need you to quit your job. And as a person who like has this type of conversation with my clients all the time where I don't get to say like, I need you to quit. It's more just like helping them to get to the conversation on their own to know that that's the right decision for them um, is a different thing when I'm like a wife and a coach 
in my house. So a friend, a, we like met a new person very recently. And he was like, were you talking to Sean when you asked him that as a coach or a wife? And I was like, as his wife, like I can't run the household on my own anymore. It was causing me a lot of anxiety. I had to start a low dose of Lexapro for it because I was not able to use the tools that I'm usually able to use to get through life and needed an extra support. So I asked him to do that in, in June because what I see as possible at, is for us to have a different life if he's doing more consulting, if he's as an MG has his fingers in a lot of different things and is getting to build um, exactly what he wants, what he's inspired to do. And what I asked him to do was in he quit around June and I said I needed him to take two months off because he he needed it. We all need it. Like when we quit a job, it's or when we're laid off, the best thing that we can do is pause and like regroup all the energy that was in the old job and all the habits and all the like limiting beliefs and all the stuff that everyone was saying to us about whether or not we were good at our job and all the stuff that leads us to leave a job so that we don't take those same things into the next role, which is very likely and usually happens if you don't take a break in between. So I was like, you need to take two months off. And when uh, he did, I said, you can't work until August 1st. And that came around very er recently. And from that moment, he just like started reaching out to people and they were just like, yes, we have work for you. We have work for you. And I think I have just like a very strong trust with money and his capabilities and my belief in him and my belief and trust in us as a, a couple and a family that I was like, this is a short term change, like a short term loss for like a very long-term gain of him being in a job that he exactly wants to be doing and building the business that he exactly wants to build rather than not wanting to do what he was doing before. And it just, it just was like, a he was really good at it. It was just like the not, not a right match. Sometimes we're not a good fit for the company. Sometimes we're not a good fit for the role. Sometimes we're not a good fit for the people and that's okay. That's okay. It's just like, what's next then? And how can we do it in a way that feels like you're taken care of and tucked in and that you can trust that when we get clear on what we want, it's easier for the universe to be like, here you go. But if we're like, I like being in this anxiety. I like being in this hating of my job. I like being in this stress. Then it's like, cool, we'll let you stay there then. Yes. Oh my goodness. So much yes to this. And I forget actually what I was about to say, but one of the pieces I, I do want to say is as an MG, he's really got to feel like he's playing mm -hmm. all day, every day. Yeah, I know. I try to remind him of that, but you know how it is. Oh, oh that's yes. Cause you're married to him. Um, but that's the other thing I was going to say is that, wow, this thought is just like, keeps running away. Oh, when we're really good at something. So many people as kids, that's what we get celebrated for, right? Being really good at something. You're really good at it. So I guess that's what you're supposed to do. You're really good mm -hmm. at math. So I guess you're going to keep going with math. Not that you really have a choice, I guess. With That was a weird example. But no, um, <laughs> maybe like trumpet. You're really good at trumpet. So I guess you're going to keep playing the trumpet. But that's how we 
when we're kids, that's how we measure ourselves. That's how we measure our worth. That's what we're taught. If you're good at it, you do it. Mm-hmm. And to say to someone like, hey, you're really good at it. And it's not for you. You don't have to keep doing it just because you're good at it. Yeah. And for him, it's like, you don't have to keep doing it in this packaging Mm -hmm. because he still really loves it. Like he loves what he was doing. He loves it and he's good at it, which is like the best, you know, Um, this reminds me of something. So it's also funny, like the flip reverse part of that, which is like, you're good at this, so you should do it. Or you're not good at this, so you shouldn't do it. I remember um, when I was just graduating, when I just started college, they had this thing called New Student Weekend at University of Minnesota. And while I was there, I loved it. It was like my first experience with a retreat. And I like, I was so lit up by it. It was probably like an initiation of me like becoming who I am. But because I didn't get like continuous, I didn't continue doing that. Um, I didn't see the the magic in it. But at that time, I was like, I applied to be a new student weekend leader and didn't get it. And that was like 20 years ago. Um, and that for a very long time, up until like, I don't know, a couple weeks, a couple months ago, I thought that I couldn't lead retreats because of it. And I'm so excited because I'm I just booked like a retreat that I'm leading in January. And if I had like for this longest time, I'd been not doing this thing that I've always really loved doing that really lights me up, bringing people together, being intentional about it and not doing it because of this really fucking random thing that happened to me like my freshman year of college. And like, and I joke about it because I see it now, but how often do these things show up in our lives where we've been told that we should stay doing a, doing a thing that we're good at that, that we don't like, but the thing that we're we want to do, but we're told that we're not good at it's be- we haven't done it. We haven't like tried it yet. We haven't been able to fail at it to know what part of it we love or don't love. Um, that just dropped in. <laughs> that, well, that's really random because I had completely forgotten about this until this moment in high school. I applied to be a peer counselor, which is like being a coach for your peers. And I got rejected. And, you know, now I see it so clearly if I had done it then, then I, who knows, I may have, I may have just kept going in this direction. I may have, I wouldn't have become a marine biologist. I wouldn't have become a personal trainer and a like triathlon coach and a swim coach and all of that. I would have just, I may have become a therapist. And because when I was in college, that was what you do with a psych degree, which I had. And I was like, thank you for the psych degree. I'm going to go study killer whales now. Cause that makes sense. Um, but I had to go, I had to bounce through all the different things. The mm-hmm. universe was like, no, you not yet. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Yeah. That's how it feels too. Where I'm like, Oh, now I have, now I know what a retreat that I would feel really, really good offering feels like I know how to, to do it and manage it. And like, it's really, really exciting to have, to remember that memory and then know that like, that was never true, but it was helpful, I guess, in like lining up the things that I needed to get here. Um, Cause I think it's all purposeful and necessary to happen, even if it's like really confusing and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, I mean, the universe is the one shopping for us. We're just responding. Yeah. And I, when I said that too, what I thought about was when I'm working with clients and they, especially people who 
are coming back from like a career pause or they got laid off or um, they're trying to make a pivot like the story they they don't see the the story that makes it okay for them to have taken a leave of absence or like taking care of their family members or had children they don't see the story but if we all sit and like look back on our life it all makes sense looking back but when we're in it it doesn't make sense and that's what i love helping my clients figure out is like them believing that they can have the next thing even though our society tells them that it's different or wrong or they shouldn't have ever left workforce as if the workforce is the only thing in the whole world that exists um but really piecing that together of like all these things that happened in the past how can i speak about them in a confident way in an interview or the next time i talk to someone or i'm presenting or something like that it's really cool to to remember that like it all makes sense even if it doesn't make sense when it all makes perfect sense for me in Mm -hmm. in my bouncy career path i'm i see it all it's perfect Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap up today, I don't, I realize I didn't, I want to highlight something you said about the importance of taking that two month break mm-hmm. after you quit a job or get fired and how, because if you don't, you're going to bring the same problems. You're going to bring the same version of yourself into that new position. And that is just such brilliance. And I want to make sure everyone who's listening heard that is that's not just for a job that's for everything. Like you're going to bring yourself wherever you go (laughs) to clean yourself up and become the person you want to be in the next role and then go into the next role. Yeah. So that really clearly showed up recently with a client that I had that had quit her job because she hated it. And then because it was just like she was feeling taken advantage of, she was working outside of her quote, work hours. She was being asked to do things that she was like way overqualified to do. She was so bored. She just like outgrown this role. And so she quit and took a like six month sabbatical. Um, And then the same company, but a different department reached out to her for a higher level role with more money. And I was like, are you sure? Like, just let's just check in that you want to go back there. And she was like, I do because I now know what I need. I need to work out in the morning. I need to get on my Peloton. I need to eat my lunch. I need to eat my lunch every single day and take that break. I know how to say no now. So I am a different person going into this job because I I didn't know how to do those things. And now I, I know how. And so I'm okay taking this same job in the same type of culture that she was in. And she's like really loving it. Hmm, that's perfect. I mm-hmm. love that so much. She just had to grow into the next version of herself, mm-hmm. and it takes as it takes however long it takes. Yeah, as my but high school to, English teacher like, would say, it takes it's as long as a piece of string. Goodbye, bird. <laughs> All right, Nick. One last question for you: If you had a billboard, you can put it anywhere in the world, but it. This this anywhere in the world is this magical place where everybody can read it. What is the message you want everyone to hear or read? This just keeps hopping into my head because I saw it on a mug that I just bought. And it says, like, it's already yours. Hmm. Um, and that's what I'm thinking right now. Like, we have, like, it's already yours like take it ask for it receive it 
it's there for you for the taking. If you're, if you need help, if you like need a village around you, if you need more support, like we're not meant to do any of this alone. That's maybe what it is. You're not meant, you're not supposed to be alone. You don't need have to do this alone. Um, but does, yeah. don't discount the earlier message though, because that it's already yours is also so yours. powerful. It's already yours, y'all. It's already yours. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already yours. Um, Just got to receive it. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. It's already yours. Where can people find you, connect with you, watch your Instagram stories, reels, whatever they're called these days, because I'm <laughs> old school, been out of there for two years. Uh, get on your email list. What else do they yeah. need to uh, you can find me on the dance floor at any wedding I'm at. Mm-hmm. And also on Instagram, I'm most active at Hey Nick Frick. I'm on LinkedIn, also at Hey Nick Frick. And you can find me on my website pretty easily. And if you don't remember anything else, it's just nickfrick.com. Um, yeah, I think I'm everywhere, really. We're all everywhere in the ethers. Um, nickfrick.com and you can find access to me. And then I also just created this really freaking awesome job search career guide um, that you can get at nickfrick.com slash career guide. And I'm really obsessed with it, by the way. <laughs> like It breaks down all of the steps of like why the job search is so convoluted and confusing and everyone hates it and puts it into like this really neat, like, check not a checklist because it's not supposed to be done in order but it puts it in a way that like you can grasp all the pieces and be like oh that's why it feels so big because it is there's a Mm. lot going on and I want to help people see that it's not as hard or challenging as it seems and then do you have a Facebook group too I have a Facebook group yeah uh you can go to nickfrick.com slash facebook all right. So if you want to my... hang out with this chick and ask her again for her chocolate recommendations, go to her website and then Honey Mamas. The... Oh my God. My new one. Um also the human chocolate H U. Oh, obsessed. Oh my god. The Their crackers human... are good too. Oh my god. They're uh almond butter vanilla. Oh my god. Oh, we're just <laughs> on the plain dark nuggets obsession. Oh those are really good too, yeah. So chocolate in, chocolate out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, please share it with them. If you are inspired to leave a review and a five-star rating, for the Find Your Awesome podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And finally, go to nickfrick.com for all things Nick. Go to kelseyavitt.com for all things me. And come to the Money Class Open House. This is your opportunity to find out all about the Money Class, which is starting in September, which is a few seconds away. So go to kelseyavitt.com and sign yourself up for the free money class open house. I like, I love you. You're amazing. You are epic. You are adored. Go forth and be awesome.